Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. So radical. This is Jonathan, and we're watching Geekscape. We're doing a little Geekscape today. This is uh, movies, video games, and comic books. We're going to be talking TV uh, later on in the show. We're going to be joined by my buddy Adrian Askari. He is a producer here in Hollywood. He's responsible for the Hitman movie with Timothy Oliphant that came out, but he's actually continuing the Hitman franchise because they start shooting this summer on Agent Forty Seven with Paul Walker, which is the new iteration of the Hitman. Uh, cinematic franchise. He's also got a, a hand producing the Deus Ex adaptation, so we're going to talk to him about video game adaptations because uh, I think no matter who you ask, superheroes are the big uh, trend in Hollywood right now, and I think they're a genre. You know, I say trend, and you know, but that makes it sound like a fad. I actually think superheroes are a genre. I think if they had started making superhero properties back in the the fifties, sixties, uh, they would have been like the western or any film genre that you see now, uh, I think superheroes are a genre. That being said, source material talk, um, video games seem to be what everybody says is going to be the next big Hollywood adaptation uh, thing. Is Everybody's going to go to video games as the source for the next big Hollywood blockbusters. And Adrian is, I think, at the forefront of all that. I mean, the Hitman movie, he made that one, and now he's going to do another Hitman movie, and he's got Deus Ex. Uh, you know, some friends of ours, uh, remember Geekscapist back in September, October, we did the uh, Sinister screening, and the Sinister director, Scott Derrickson, came out and signed posters. If you were here in L.A., uh, you, you may have attended. Um, Scott is hired to be the director on the Deus Ex movie. So we're going to talk to Adrian about all that. He's got some original ideas. He's actually got a comic book adaptation. I think that they've still got the option on uh, Hack Slash, Timothy Seeley's like, Hack Slash comic. So we'll just talk to him about adaptations because it seems like that's what Hollywood's really into right now. And uh, why not? I mean, we love those properties, so why wouldn't they want to be movies? Um, Johnny, no. you are, are you on mic? Johnny, uh, let's no. just do a little catch-up here. Um, you, listen, you you watched the Fantastic Four movie after I we did. did the Fantastic I did. Four reunion. I did, actually didn't even know it existed. Uh -huh. I had no idea, and uh, I was able to to find it, and I watched it last Friday, and it was good. I liked it. The I mean, it was cheesy, but I think there's like a, there's a comic book, and they threw feel it together in it. three months. Oh, like like from well, what they were saying last shows. last week, like they threw it together in three months. Um, it kind of shows, but we got, still, we, we got really good feedback on that episode. What's crazy is nobody called in. But then I started hearing feedback like uh, Satori said it's the best episode that we've had on Toad Hop. Like he said, it was, awesome. since you guys joined Toad Hop, that was easily the best episode. And then today I was join, uh, I was talking to uh, John Schnepp, who had that Superman Lives documentary fundraiser uh, mm -hmm. on Kickstarter, and he, you know, he's the director on Metalocalypse. And he goes, "Hey man, I listened to your Fantastic Four reunion." 
And I was like, well, why don't you guys call in? Like, you, you could have been a part of it. And he said, uh, I was just listening to it. I, I, was, I was engrossed in listening uh -huh. to it. And you got to understand my mindset hosting. You just want to keep throwing, like, throwing the ball up the uh -huh. field and making sure the show is entertaining and engaging. But sometimes if you do the job, nobody calls in because they're busy listening. Yeah. God forbid anybody actually care what you're saying. Yeah, that's and kind of the problem call with in. giving information out. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. I wanted phone calls. I wanted people to call in and, and talk to these guys. But uh, their Kickstarter starts May, uh, May 21st, and we're going to have them back on uh, and try and get a, one or two or three more of the cast members on here to, you know, we're just going to keep packing this place yeah. full of uh, full of superheroes until um, I guess this is the the new Baxter building. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it though. Uh, the more friends we can make, the better. I mean, yeah. I didn't have one friend when I started Geekscape, and now I've got three. Yeah. Uh, you know what this reminds me of, Johnny? I, I just had a flash to college radio. Did you oh, do college? God. Did you yeah. do college radio, Johnny? Yeah. Like, where'd you go to school? I went to uh, a community college in in New York, in mm -hmm. Rochester, New York. Monroe and, Community College. And you went there with the intention of going into radio and making a professional radio. Correct. Center. Took radio technical broadcasting there. And you well, and now, television. what age did you want to be a broadcaster? Like, like when you were a kid. When I was a kid, man, I used to I used to dress up like the Flight of the Navigator. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that movie. Oh, come on, now. Oh, yeah, See, yeah. you're on Geekscape, yeah. pal. Flight of the Navigator. You're not on one of those other Toad Hop shows. You're on Geekscape where we know our stuff. Um, the Ewoks back then. I used to have this shirt. That the Ewok I would wear. Adventure. Yeah, I wanted to with be Wilford there. Brimley, the second one, but Battle for Endor. Uh, yeah, Battle for Endor. Yep. Yep, used to love that as a I kid. loved it. I mean, he had that, like, little retarded Ewok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, living in the woods, like, abducting little kids with yeah. a retarded Ewok. That was Wilford Brimley in, in Battle for Endor. I knew there was something uh, to the entertainment industry that I wanted to be a part uh -huh. of. Whether it was, it was started off as a director. Did you ever think that you would producing. scale so high up the mountain Did you to, oh, to be God. here? Did you, did you ever think that one day... This is not you, really you, a mountain. You, this is here. more of a hill. But you, you, do you ever think that like you would reach the peaks of um, being here with us on Geekscape with the Toad Hop Network? You know what? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's every it's every guy's dream when he's working in radio I to be like one day I want to work with Jonathan London of Geekscape. <laughs> your father Can't was wait. your father was like. Every night I would whisper the same dream into your ear. As you slept, I would yeah. whisper the same dream into your ear. Wow, 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 Geekscape. That theme song. Yeah, I... I... I, I I wanted to be a broadcaster so badly. I used to watch, uh, like, David Letterman. Like, I had all of his top ten books. And remember when he had... Uh, Sergio and uh, remember the two Indian dudes who who like ran a shop in Times Square that he had Mujibur and Sergio. I don't remember. That is how a hardcore yeah. a David Letterman fan I yeah. am. That Mujibur and Sergio, they ran this store in, in Times Square, and David Letterman used to go and like interview them and stuff. Uh -huh. as like a bit. And my father, yeah, my father, you, my father went and uh, and on a trip to New York, the one thing he came back with was a signed. Mujibur and Serial t-shirt that they started selling out of their shop and autographing for people who knew them from David Letterman. Yeah. And he brought me back this t-shirt and I never wore it because it was autographed. Uh -huh. I mean, it was like a shrine. Uh -huh. I, I pinned it on my uh -huh. wall. I pinned it on my wall and um, <laughs> Greg Kinnear on Talk Soup. Greg yeah. Kinnear on Talk Soup was like, someone, when I saw him I was like, man, that guy is so funny. Oscar nominee Greg Kinnear on Talk uh -huh. Soup. And I would, uh, I would stand in front of, like, I think my brother thought that I had like some kind of weird like 
Tourette's or something because I would I would stand in front of the mirror, you know, when I'd get ready for school and I would try and make facial expressions and they were probably awful, uh-huh. but I would try and just do the funny looks that that Greg Kinnear used to do on talk soup. Give me one, give me one. I can't, I couldn't do it then. I do it now. What's no, but I mean, he would just. I do. I do it all the time now. Show me a funny surprise. No, I, I look into the mirror. I, I look into the mirror and I do this. This funny. He would just do funny asides to the to the camera, uh, like I do sometimes on Geekscape when, you know, I'm embarrassed. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do them. I, I do it as well at uh, on Pause Play on yeah. Cafe. I do. I do the stupid shows there. They dressed me up as Manborg this week. Those that, that episode's not out. Uh, that episode just came out on Tuesday. Like they dressed me up in tinfoil as like a cybernetic yeah. or a robot, and literally like you just look like an oversized burrito. Here's the mistake I made, Johnny. When I signed up for that show, like what really annoys me are hosts that want to be cool. Yeah, because I, I know that I will never be them. So when I, like a host that is cool, this is yeah. Geekscape. I'm just not going to be that guy. Yeah. I'm not going to be, hey, what's up, everybody? We just caught up with Jeremy Renner. Like, I'm not uh-huh, going to be that guy. Uh-huh. And I don't think anybody likes those guys, uh-huh. especially geeks, because we value sincerity. We, you know, uh-huh. we value sincerity more yep. than anything. And in uh, what's ours, and I like being authentic and sincere because I'm one of these guys. And and, and I said, I, I remember telling Matt Rob uh, when we started doing the show. I, I said, Matt, listen, um, this show's only going to work if you just embarrass me. Like, just embarrass me every week. But now he's taken it and he's run with it. <laughs> and they dress me up as Beetlejuice. They dress me up as a caveman this week. And they dress me, like, they dress me in the stupidest costumes yeah. now. And I'm like, okay, where is this going to end? Yeah. And I'm kind of responsible for it. I remember, now here's the story I wanted to get to a million years ago. I was so hungry to get on the radio when I got to school. Uh-huh. When I got to grad, uh, to undergrad, I, I was so hungry for it. And they gave me a time slot that was designed to scare me away. They gave 10, me 10, 10, uh, midnight to no, 2 a.m.? No, I would have loved that. Oh, really? They gave me 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Oh, that's horrible. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings when yeah. everyone on the campus is literally yeah. like, dr- like, wait, like still sleeping in their vomit. Uh-huh. And I think they thought this new kid, he's got to stay in his lane. We're going to give him this, and he's just going to wash out. Because yeah. that's what happens in college radio. People are like, I'm going to get so into it, and then they just don't stick with it. And You have to make it through that That Well, the, the next semester, they didn't give me much of a, of a better yeah. time slot. So uh, I remember my first show. I, it was like September, October. I was so excited. And the DJ before me saw me on the schedule, and he was, he was doing a show the, the night before. And then he'd turned all the microphone uh, volumes to the max, right? Yeah. And he just had a record on or, yeah. like, like something on repeat the entire night while we were in dead air. Yeah. And I came in at 7.45. I came in at 7.30. I was so excited. I was like, oh, here we go. The beginning of the grand <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> and I hit play. And I turned on my microphone, and I hit play on the CD player the further – I mean, and – I, and he just cranked the thing, yeah. and it just blew out all the speakers. Oh, <laughs> and shit. it sounded like the damn, it sounded like the damn building it yeah, exploded. Yeah, yeah. Like that was them, like like this was radio station hazing or yeah. something for you know because that that guy doesn't care if he destroys the equipment. He's gonna be gone in like another year, so yeah. he's like a junior or senior. He's he doesn't graduating. care. If he, he doesn't care if he destroys the whole radio yeah. station. Meanwhile, I'm like sitting there, no! Like I thought, I, <laughs> I literally thought hell had erupted on top of me. Like I thought I had opened up, like like like. like remember uh, what was that movie with, with Stephen Dorff as a kid, and he opens the gate to hell in his backyard? Oh, yeah, the gate. Yeah, like I thought I had opened up a damn gate to hell in my backyard. I was freaking out, and 
but I kept with it. A year later, I was the station manager because nobody wants these no, yeah, jobs. Nobody, nobody wants, gives nobody them wants that. And yeah. I cared so much about being on the radio. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Uh, here's Adrian, my guest. Let me take a phone call. Uh, and while while Adrian gets seated, let me let me uh, let me get you on the air. Um, hey, you are on with Geekscape. I'm getting my uh, guest seated. You're on with Geekscape. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, John. It's Matt. Hey, Matt Kelly. What are you doing? It's, you know, hey, well, Matt. I'm, I'm watching the show, so apparently what you were saying was that when you joined Paul's play, you didn't want to be Chris Hardwick. Listen, I'm not going to throw Chris Hardwick on the bus. If you guys, if you geekscapists remember, Chris was on the show a year ago, and he was very cordial, and he was very candid with us, and uh, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I, I, he, I think he's a really good host, and so does Comedy Central. They just gave him a uh, four nights a week midnight show, so I'm not going to knock Chris Hardwick. It's a style of hosting. I honestly, I don't think I'm capable of it. I can't be that cool host. I can't be, hey, how's it going, everybody? I can't do that. I'm sorry. But uh, you're stuck with me, Matt. <laughs> Speaking of hosting, <laughs> well, when am I going to get the next episode of the St. Mort Show, buddy? I got like four recorded. I just, I got, I got leaves, man. I got, I got the producing leaves. Okay, well, we'll throw them up, uh, Matt, because uh, I would love to keep that show going on uh, the website. Uh, Geekscape.net is what we're talking about. Uh, Matt, listen, my guest just got here. If you want to call later in the show, go ahead and call us up. But uh, i got to talk to Adrian, okay, buddy? Yeah, talk to him. How are you doing, Thanks for the permission, Matt. <laughs> well, why don't you talk to your guest now? Uh, guys, Adrian is here. Uh, he fought through Hollywood traffic to be with us. Um, Adrian, Sorry, how are you doing? But, no, don't worry about being late. Uh, Johnny wants to push us to an hour and a half. I had a Geekscapist ask me that last week, Johnny, because on the website... It says Geekscape 6 to 7 p.m. And then on another part of the website, it says Geekscape 6 to 7.30. Are you plotting something? Well, that was specifically for last week just to make sure that, uh, you know, the feed was going on the website. So, okay. But it is back to 6 to 7. Believe me, okay. the less of me, the better. Yeah, I, well, that's how I feel. I was like, Johnny, listen. Well, man, we can I, always talk air, off air about, you know, make, maybe making that happen. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, the Geekscapes won it. I'll do it. That was a tease for all we'll the figure listeners. It out. All right, all right. Um, Adrian. We got to talk. So listen, let's just start off right off the bat. Adrian is my buddy who went to the Iron Man three premiere. I did, and you've seen the movie, and that's what I want to talk about right off the bat because I'm not seeing it until later tonight with Ian because Ian got tickets, and I don't get to see it until later tonight. You've seen the movie. Just without spoiling anything, did you enjoy the movie? And where does it rank in the Iron Man one, two, three, and maybe Avengers? Uh, hierarchy. Uh, yeah, sure. Look, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it uh, it hit a lot of the marks it needed to. It's. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the three. The first one still is my favorite. And uh, for me, comparing it to the Avengers is uh, is comparing apples and oranges. I mean, Avengers is its own. Uh, it's its own uh, ball of wax. But you know, look, it, they tend to have Tony Stark out of the. Uh, uh, this is not a spoiler. But uh, they tend to have him out of the armor a lot, which uh, I'm not a big fan of, personally. Right. I think I like the balance that Joss kind of hit with the Avengers, where you had Tony and you had Iron Man. But uh, that seems to be the direction they're going. It's more of a Tony Stark movie than an Iron Man movie. So I bumped up against that. But outside of that, I think fans are going to be happy. I think it's... Uh, ton of action. Ton of action. I mean, action. that's really what you want in an Iron Man movie. You want to see a lot of stuff blowing up. Well, look, I mean, that that's oversimplifying it. I like to see a good story and a good villain and, of course, a lot of action. But Is it a good villain? 
I can't talk about the villain without spoiling it. Okay, so all right, all I'm right. I'm not going to do that. But uh, but it's it. Look, I think you guys are going to enjoy it, and I think Ian is going to enjoy it. You know, is it for me? It's the first one. That's really what it comes what it comes down to. Will Ian Thanks enjoy Thanks for putting it? me on the spot. But will, will Ian enjoy Getting me to Ian talk about somebody's it? movie right off the bat. No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've heard it's awesome. And I've heard, and I've heard uh, that it is about that same hierarchy. Like, like, number one, what they pulled off with number one is an adaptation that tons of people in Hollywood have been trying to do for a while. Remember when Tom Cruise was attached? Yeah. Uh, Millar and Go, the writers of, of Smallville, had yeah. been working on that for a long time. Yeah, but it's a totally different movie. And now they, they came out with, with a totally different movie. When Wait, I can City talk over today. you, right? Is it all yeah, right? totally, totally, like totally, totally. You should talk over me, right. I think is what I we're talking about. I think fans would want that, right? Um, and, and Ian actually te- texted me before the oh, uh, show, and he goes, he goes, hey, man. Ask him what he thought a- of Iron Man 3? No, no, he goes, he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Adrian is working on a lot of projects, so you guys should have like a code. If there's anything Adrian can't talk about... That he's working on, and I'll I said, tell you. I, "Yeah, I, I said, I said, I Here's think the his code. No, I, think, I can't. Talk I think about his it. code is shut up, like Jonathan, <laughs> just shut up." Um, and here's the thing: I'll you, get Ian back. Don't worry. What I was talking about before you came in was uh, was adaptations because yeah. you're involved in a few adaptations: the Agent Forty Seven with the Hitman franchise, and then yeah. the Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Um, is are video games the like kind of un you know the 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 unused source for the next? Superhero, you know what I mean? Like superheroes right now are hot, but are video games the next thing? They are, they are, uh, you know, and they're actually been used. They've just been used badly. So, right. Uh, but I think, you know, people are becoming far more intelligent than they have been about how to adapt these things, uh, myself included. And I think it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, the the business is uh, is now seeing a lot more of video game fans moving up and becoming filmmakers and 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 producers and executives. So I think that all. Uh, coalesces to help uh, kind of usher into video game movies to where comic books were in the 1999-2000 before X-Men had. Right. And I seriously Or Blade. Blade Blade is interesting because Blade was really, you know, 1998, and most people didn't know it was based on a comic book. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I knew it was based on a comic book, and I enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, they, they kind of... And Miracle Man. (laughs) <laughs> no. uh, what was that one with Ben Stiller? Was it Miracle Men? Or oh, what was God, it? Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the Flaming Carrot? And like Flaming Carrot wasn't even the in it? producers are friends, so I, I shouldn't have said, oh, God. Guys, I went to be see very that. political about Hey, I went, I went to see that in the theater, Adrian, and you know why? I did it. Greg Kinnear. Oh, really? I was a huge Greg Kinnear fan. I was like, Greg Kinnear's in it. And then he plays a jerk in the movie. I actually like Mystery so Man. So Greg I like Kinnear for you at the time was who Nathan Fillion is for me, right? Is that what it is? I was just talking about how, <laughs> how Greg Kinnear and David Letterman were why I wanted to do some hosting. <laughs> like, 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 I don't think, I, I mean, Greg Kinnear, if you were listening, I think I'm the first person like maybe ho- like maybe some other people see him as an influence, but I like Greg Kinnear and he's inspired yeah, he's casting. I'm telling you right now, he's Hank Pym in my book. What do you think of that? I think it's in your book. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, but look, I, I think we really are at the precipice of uh, where we were with comic book movies in 2000, and, I, and the fact that Marvel has all the Marvel projects, and Warner's has all the DC projects. I think people are looking for IPs in a big way now, mm-hmm. as studios make less and less movies, so they want to make you know safer bets. And I think video games are coming up. So, the Hitman movie you did with Timothy Oliphant. Were there? Did le- you like it? I, you know, I, I be honest. No, no. Here, here's the thing. I didn't see it. You didn't see. I it. You did saw, saw Mystery Men, but you didn't see Hitman. Yeah, I totally saw Mystery Men. <laughs> All right, there Greg, you go. Hey, you're on the wrong show. Put, dude. put Greg Kinnear in Mystery. Uh, <laughs> Greg Kinnear is a target in Hitman. Um, so that movie, did you learn lessons about it? Like, did you like 
Hitman, when you look back at Hitman, was that something that you thought was successful yeah, look, creatively I, or I do. financial? Was it financially successful? Was well, it? It was. I mean, okay. it a hundred million dollars on a low twenty budget. Wow. You know? So, uh, so that's considered a success. Uh, look, uh, we had a great script. Great script. I mean, one of the best scripts that I've read in that genre, uh, courtesy of Mr. Skip Woods. The movie didn't turn out as well as the script, but I thought, as far as video game movies go at the time, there were know, none. They, well, there were there were just you know the Ubol stuff and, and yeah, the Tomb Raider right. was I thought a little over the top. There's the Ubol, Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. I guess you could have to say Resident Evil. Resident. Well, I think it was just before Resident Evil made. I mean, and the Resident Evil movies were some of them were good. And it's a totally different genre, right? You know, I thought we did a grounded. I thought it was, the movie was. Was did what it was serviceable. Let's put it this way. Right. You know, it wasn't what we all hoped it would be, but it wasn't. I wouldn't never consider it a bad movie or apologize for it. So it was something. To, I mean, you guys got on base, and now with Agent Forty Seven, it's you guys are aiming for a home run. You know, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. And and have you seen Paul Walker bald yet? No, Paul's not bald yet. Okay, the yet he's got to be. I mean, the Hitman movie, he got to be. He's got to be bald, right? Like that's like he's going to actually have a ponytail like Steven Seagal. <laughs> I mean, it, it, here's here's the it's thing. A new take on it because you know if they would have put a mustache on John Leguizamo, that Mario Brothers movie would have been good. It's all about the hair, all right. And you can't have an Agent Forty Seven without Mystery making a man. Mario Brothers. Oh my God. Mario Brothers hurt me. Right. Mario Brothers was one where I was like, Oh my God, yeah, they're doing one. it. It's gonna look like the Ninja Turtles because the Ninja Turtles, the first one was so awesome. Mario Brothers is gonna be great. I, I love the, all these games. And then you watch it, and you're like, This this is the Mario Brothers. I didn't see it. I think you're. Too, I think I think you're one generation just a little bit uh, older than me. So you would. Uh, you would. There's no way you would have seen that. One full generation. No, I think I, th I think you probably got five, six years on me. Maybe. Yeah. And then and so there's no way you were. You were a teenager. You were probably like in high school, graduating high school, and I was probably in middle school. And I was like, oh my god, what are we gonna do this weekend? Let's go to well, let's go to Mario Brothers. Maybe there'll be girls there. <laughs> there aren't gonna be girls at Mario Brothers. That's how smart I was in middle school. Previews and commercials look kind of off to me, so I stay away. No, I, so do you think, I mean, it's probably obvious, but comic book movies have told anybody who dares adapting a video game, listen, the key to these things is to keep them true to the source material because Mario Brothers, in, you know, as a point of example, probably did that like less than anybody. Probably just kind of totally steered clear from the source material. I'll take your word for it. I didn't see it. But I mean, as, you, as you're going forward in video games, you have to. You okay. have to stick close. So Deus Ex, you have to stick close. That's a game I haven't played and, and don't know a whole lot about. Well, Deus Ex is very interesting. I, you know, I, I, the only thing I can tell you about Deus Ex is this, and that really is the only thing I can right. tell you, is we have a really strong script uh, by uh, Scott Derrickson and Robert Cargo. Really exceptional script. And uh, everyone knows that as far as video game goes, uh, video game movies go, this is a very special responsibility. I mean, right. I'm sure there are others, but this one is a lot of fans. I think that's are, you, Adrian. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to turn. Is, my is that Sony or, or CBS Films calling to tell you to stop talking? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> They're like, please don't. Uh, I, you know, we have a responsibility because the narrative of Deus Ex is so revered and respected. And uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with it. Like, all I really know is the Mega 64 skit that they did on Deus Ex, where they're going in like camouflage uh, green screen suits and like hiding in stores and scaring people. Well, I, I think you're talking about the more of the uh, the, the earlier Deus Ex. Yeah, of course. Movies. We're talking the, the movie is going to take its cues from uh, you know Human Revolution, which is not a secret. We made it in the announcement, but so so we're aware of the responsibility, and I can tell you that it's being you know developed uh, by not only us, but you know from the studio's perspective uh, to very much please the fans, but also please people who've never played Deus Ex without kind of 
you know, right. shortchanging one for the other. Right. If that makes any sense. No, I, I think. But that's all I can tell you. I can't tell you because if I tell you it's faithfully right. based on the game, then you know the story of the movie. You know? What is the story of the game? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't play the game. It's, it's about a uh, character named Adam Jensen who gets augmented against his will uh-huh. after being badly injured. Uh, and he has to uh, he has to hunt down the people that did it, and finds out that he's part of a far bigger conspiracy about the evolution of mankind. Would, would Sam Rockwell be good in that film? Sam Rockwell is our number one choice, and we're <laughs> making offers today. Exclusive, exclusive. So I think Sam is a good actor. Did Ian put you up to that too? No, I actually. I, you know what? I, I I have loved Sam Rockwell, and in, in, in he's actually Greg Kinnear though is our first choice. Okay, how dare you, sir? Uh, Sam Rockwell is an actor that I liked since he was in uh, Victor Salva's movie Clown House. Did you ever see that horror movie, Clown House? I don't think anybody saw this. Victor Salvo was the dude who did Powder. He did the movie Powder, and he did um, the one where um, he did Jeepers Creepers. He did a movie back in the early 80s or early 90s called Clown House, and Sam Rockwell was the bully brother on that one. And uh, we used to just watch You're a huge it. It's Sam not Rockwell very big. Man, right? We're just, we'll, I will watch anything, Adrian, which is a surprise that I haven't seen Hitman. You know, not that that's anything, but I will literally watch everything. I that try and watch everything. why you and Ian are friends. So, uh, but, but Ian takes it to another level. Yes, he does. Ian is, uh, the word might be psychotic. I, I but he's introduced that. me to you, so there's something good that you, had you come from it. Um, so uh, last summer we had, uh, or maybe it was two summers ago at Comic-Con, we had uh, Tim Seeley signing at our booth, yeah. creator of Hackslash. Mm-hmm. Do you still own the option on Hackslash? Were you, are you, were you involved I'm, I'm in Hackslash? I'm still involved as a producer in Hackslash. In Hackslash. Yeah, Relativity owns the, uh, Relativity owns owns the rights, it. yeah. Okay, and... Is it moving? Like what, it, is, I, it is moving forward, but I, I honestly... I know, you, I know there's stuff you can't tell me. This one, I, I mean, I really can't, but it's moving forward in a very significant way. Cool, cool. It really is. It would, would San Diego be a good time for Geekscapist to maybe hope, be looking at the front page of my website so that... I hope so. There'd be a release or some like kind of surprise? That's two months away, right, San Diego? San Diego's mid-July, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, so hopefully there's something on the front page of the site by... Uh, I think that character and that book and Tim, they deserve it. It's been a long... Uh, sometimes a very painful uh, journey, right. but I think Cassie Hack is going to finally get her due. Now, what are the biggest heartbreaks? Because you care about the, the, the material, right? Like you're not some guy who's like, "Oh, let's just plunder video games." No, no. You get accused of that. Is, are there, I mean, are there people in Hollywood sure who accuse me of that? But I mean, are there people who are like who just want to plunder IPs? Now they're all getting taken up. Well, I mean, they, yes, and there's plenty of them. But I mean, that's what the business has become. Right. It's become about getting IP studios. As I said, are making less and less movies. I mean, look at Disney. That's going to be, in my opinion, the the model for the future. Making less and less movies, and they're all going to be based on brands. Mm-hmm. And the you know the exception is going to be the Argos and the Lincolns, right? Which is actually based on the Lincoln brand, right? But, <laughs> based uh, on the based on the brand of history, brand of history, the but, Ben Affleck uh, brand, and then and then TV and uh, has proved to be such a fertile ground for all the cool dramas. Mm-hmm. So I think in five six years, it's just going to see branded event movies as far as theatrical experience goes. So, so they all need to go get IPs. That's a that's a good way to looking at where things are going. So anything that would have been a non giant IP comic book video game, anything that wouldn't that doesn't fit into there, TV is probably the good testing ground, establishing ground for that because it's probably only going to get a six-episode order off the bat anyway. And if it doesn't work in those six episodes, it can't become a multimedia juggernaut. You know, and and if it doesn't become that, yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right. Very risky, you know, proposition, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any studio would have taken a chance on it. Uh, But HBO did, and look, you know, and they don't need to. 
be theatrical. I mean, I mean, I think it's the best platform for it. Right. So, uh, but you know, with theatrical experiences, you want to get people out of their homes, and you know, studios feel for whatever reason that they need branded material, right? Because the costs are so high to make them, and sometimes even higher to market them. So, what are the challenges of of making a movie that is based so, on something? Based on something like what? Like once you've got the IP. What kind of research goes into it? Because not only, I mean, are you playing the games like crazy? Are you, I mean, you, obviously the writers and directors are trying to get themselves completely engrossed in it. But what is the marketplace challenges with something like this? Because obviously you already have the, the advantage of it When being you say a, marketplace challenges, well, you, what do you mean? Well, people already know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kane and Lynch. Are you involved in Kane and Lynch? Yes. So like Kane and Lynch is a video game, but the video game came and went. Is that a challenge? Because, well, the, because the audience has already signed off on it. Or not sign off on it. What I've always said for me, and I can't speak for other producers, okay. is I, I like to go after properties that speak to me and I see them as movies. Right. Uh, you know, for instance, Halo I never got. Mm -hmm. I understand its value in terms of being turned into a giant film, but I never got it. To me, it felt generic. Right. You know, and, and I know it's sacrilege because it's got board games and and, and, and Yes, Halo and Bibles. Is, we can and, all admit and, and, and Halo's huge. It's huge. Right. But, but I just, for me... I, I couldn't wrap my head around it, but like Agent Forty Seven or Hitman or Kane and Lynch, uh, you know, I could totally see the movie because they almost felt like reverse engineered films. Right. So, uh, you know, with regard to Kane and Lynch, the you know the first game was very successful. The second game was less so. That was the one, yeah. Uh, but but you know, it's a great story. And, and you don't and let that. And great educate, stories are yeah. great stories. Right. You know? So you can't just say, well, because the second game didn't sell as many units as the first game, let's. Dump the whole project, even though right. it's, a, it's got potential to be a really, really good movie. With the right stars, it With could right it could actually reinvigorate the game franchise. Because uh, I have an idea for a Karnov film. I don't know if you remember the original Nintendo. It was a it was a Russian uh, wrestler who shot fireballs out of his mouth and fought pterodactyls. You remember that Karnov on Nintendo? No, but Ian does. Okay, uh, here here's another one. What about Contra? I do remember. Let's Contra. do Contra. Let's do Contra, and it'll be like somebody um, brought me Contra a couple of years ago. Somebody brought you Contra? I think so. I hope I'm not mistaken. How much money did you throw at him? No, tell I, me. I, I said I wasn't interested. Not because not not a. I, I'm not trying to. You know, How dare that property? It just I I felt like. How dare this I guy? I hope I'm right about that because then Contra <laughs> people are like calling me. We never brought it. To okay, you. Uh, You're an idiot. Uh, bring that to you? Frogger. Yes, Frogger will be the biggest movie of all time. Okay, I'm just going to – see, Adrian, now that you're here, yeah. I'm just going to throw movie ideas at you based on video games that only I liked. Mm -hmm. I guess everybody liked Contra, but it was like a movie – like a game like Karnov, uh, I can just keep throwing you silly uh, video games. We can talk about Qbert. And what was the other one? The, the one with the uh, – Qbert is awesome. We can Pitfall do Pitfall was another one. That Pitfall would be a great one. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of Indiana Jones, but whatever. That's what I mean. I think <laughs> you now know. you're like – Bottom of the barrel in terms of ideas. Yeah. Great games, but not necessarily. I'm going to make a Karnov movie. You should. A giant wrestler who shoots fireballs out of his mouth at pterodactyls and stone golems. Maybe it could be a sequel to Pacific Rim or something. Yeah. What do you think about Pacific Rim, the trailer? I'm hyped. The trailer, well, the trailer listen, was really good. The second I, one. The, I do prefer Guillermo del Toro's Hispanic films. Not because I'm, but I think I think they're structurally more sound. Like, I, I love them. Uh, I Ken's Labyrinth was brilliant. Guys, Kaiju. Versus giant robots. Yeah, who doesn't want to see that? What geek listening right now isn't excited for Pacific Rim? Listen, we're going to keep talking about summer movies. I'm going to get Adrian's box office predictions for oh for this summer. And thus, Adrian's relationships. No, no, you're right. You, you, you know, just say just say what you're most excited. Well, you can't even do that without burning bridges. Now, can I, you? All right, all right. We're going to get that when we come back. Uh, stick with us on Geekscape, and uh, we'll be back with Adrian.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Mother's Day is May 12th. Show your mom why you're the favorite by getting her flowers from Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers has one dozen rainbow roses for just $19.99. Or for just $10 more, upgrade to pink or yellow potted roses. With this beautiful arrangement, she'll be blown away. She might even forget the time when you were five and created the Sesame Street crayon mural on the living room wall. Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last a full week or your money back. Ordering is fast and easy. And here's how you get this amazing Mother's Day deal. Go to proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in Toad Hop. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in Toad Hop. So stop searching for the perfect Mother's Day gift. You already know what it is, and it's Pro Flowers. Order now. This deal expires soon. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's briefs. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Downloads. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru. And the butt knocker. From the Sportscast, Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome back. We're here with Adrian Ascari. Ascaria. Ascaria? Yes. What is that? How do you spell it? A-S-K-A-R-I-E-H. E-H. So, but that H gives it that that yes. lift at the end. Yes. All right. All right. Um, guys, I want to remind you before we get back into the conversation that Mother's Day is coming up, and we've got ourselves uh, a promo that you guys can cash in on. Uh, did you guys ever give your mom a hard time growing up? I know that I did. Uh, I remember my mom having me and my two brothers on a plane, literally to Mexico. And they would have, I mean, you know when you're being a jerk in the car on like long road trips, you can always have that threat of, I'm going to turn this car around and we're going to go back. We're not going to go to the beach or anything like that. Um, you, you can't do that on a plane in an international flight. But we were so bad. We were literally, th- like, they serve food. We were literally throwing the food to the front the cabin. <laughs> And I swear, if it would have been an option, it wouldn't have destroyed international relations completely or set off radars across the border. Uh, they would have turned that plane around because we were awful. And I'm still making it up to my mom today. So when uh, I hear that Mother's Day is coming up, I always think about like, what I'm going to get her. Uh, we've got ourselves a deal here for you guys. Pro Flowers has one dozen rainbow roses for 19.99. Or for just $10 more, you can upgrade to pink potted roses or yellow potted roses. comes in a nice pot, so... You can replant it if you want to. They'll probably last a bit. Um, but here's the deal. You just need a code TOADHOP when you order to get these special products. So you get a little, put in the TOADHOP code, you get a little bump off, and mom won't even be the wiser. 
You know, yeah. get her some flowers, put in the toad hop uh, code, Moms and are the best. Uh, and hook her up. Mom, mom is the best because she didn't murder us the second that plane landed. You know, <laughs> Juanito. My mom, when she yells at me, she yelled in Spanish, which is so much hardcore than than a mom yelling in English. When she yells in Spanish, it's like it's like La Familia is coming after you or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like you got the cartel coming down on you. Uh, but yeah, my mom, my mom was very forgiving. So order up a colorful bouquet of roses bound to make her smile. All right, guys. Um, and again, toad hop is the code. So it's the only way to get this amazing Mother's Day get, uh, deal. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in toad hop. You'll get the discount. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in toad hop. Uh, order now before the deal expires. So order now. It'll expire. And, uh, honestly, I'm, pro- I'm definitely going to do that. I know my mom listens. So I just said all this stuff. My mom literally listens to the show every week. I just told her, hey, guys, we're going to get her flowers because I feel so bad. And so uh, I'm going to go as soon as the show ends and order my mom flowers from Pearl Flowers. Yeah. Luckily, I got that toad hop code. So I invite all of you guys to do the same because I know you guys aren't a bunch of angels when it comes to your family. All right. The summer before us, Iron Man comes out this weekend. What are the big movies? Obviously, Star Trek. We've been talking about Star Trek on yes. our, uh, you know, on yes. email. Yes. Star Trek's going to be big. Man of Steel is going to be the juggernaut. Or we talked about Pacific Rim. What do you see being the juggernaut this well, summer? Well, look, I mean, I can only go based on what I personally think. Right. You know, by no means I'm a, uh, uh, I'm an expert in predicting these things. Uh, but I think Man of Steel is probably going to be the biggest movie of the summer, domestically. Okay. I think obviously Iron Man is just going to. I mean, it's already made over three hundred million overseas as of yesterday. Now overseas, uh, because I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning who, who was ticked that other people. It's, he, open, uh, yeah, it's open around the world. It's a little like, annoying because it's an American. Yeah, well, that's, what he said. that's what he said. He yeah. goes, he goes. Some Danish guy is Facebooking about having seen Iron Man. I grew up with Iron Man. He didn't grow up with any Iron Man. He probably has some Danish equivalent of some guy running around <laughs> with a mop bucket on his head. Well, they have to do that because of international is now where the action is. I mean, right. I mean, I mean it, it's it's almost it's uh, the number one movie in China already. It, it, I think opening day it broke records. I mean, right. It, it's almost crazy to say it, but we're the gravy market, the mm-hmm. domestic U.S. Canada, and international is. I mean, Iron Man. It's it's just it really is performing like a de facto sequel to the Avengers, which, uh, you know, I think Marvel knew it would. So, I mean, three hundred already overseas. It's going to be huge this weekend. Probably over 160 million domestic this weekend alone. So it's going to be hard to catch up with Iron Man worldwide and internationally for Man of Steel. But I think domestically, it's the biggest movie of the summer. Now, how much of this foreign release is due to piracy? Trying to keep it out of, uh, trying to trying to cut piracy off. The a little news. bit, a little bit. I think that has more to do with the short window with the DVDs. But, mm-hmm. uh, but look, you just have to, you know, it's a big world out there and and they're building movie theaters like there's no tomorrow and they want to take advantage of of the of the opportunity so the you know the earlier you release it the better it is and it helps build the buzz for the domestic right so uh i mean their strategy is flawless i think they're, they're opening by today in 90 percent of all their markets maybe even more and that's uh i really feel like iron man 3 is going to do easily a billion dollars worldwide wow. which is huge when you that's think enormous of, i think the last one did 600 million but that was pre-avengers right and avengers really changed the whole game then tony say that in the movie he goes nothing's been the same since new york i think he said that the, he said that in the trailer in the trailer i still try to remember hearing that in the movie Maybe but in the trailer he goes yeah nothing's been the same since new york yeah 
Because since New York, we can make a billion dollars. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's saying. And he does it in the Mickey Mouse voice because he's owned by Disney now. And Thor and Thor and Cap are going to also benefit from that. And know? Thor is, is you know, you would think that May, the first which, week. Thor trailer looked awesome, didn't it? looked awesome. And the first weekend of May has always been the Marvel weekend. Yeah. And Thor moving into November, yeah. late November of I think this year. I think it's smart. Is it's the Lord of the Rings era? It's, it's Lord like, of the Rings. Well, Lord, Lord of the Rings is like December, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's more Harry Potter, Skyfall right. spot. You know, I think it's smart. I think I think Marvel needs to. I think they're getting ready to probably make more than two movies a year. They keep saying two, and I think they're trying to figure out, test the water, see if they can open in other. And I think Thor is going to be huge. Now we've all grown up with Iron Man, as we were saying earlier. But yeah. what about this Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Now this is a property Brilliant. that. That hasn't existed in its current state since 1991. I have all the original Rocket Raccoons. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No. No. Uh, I mean, we, Geek, Geekscape wants to hear that because you're adapting stuff that we care about. So I, when, I, when you say something like we own all the original Rocket Raccoons. I look Raccoons, forward to selling like them next stuff. summer. Uh, no, How uh, dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It's, uh, look, Guardians of the Galaxy, from the moment it was announced, uh, I was thrilled. And I tweeted something today, which I probably shouldn't have. I think it's probably not right for me to do it. But... Uh, you know, a lot of people were laughing when Iron Man was in development. Right. Uh, a lot of so-called people in the know. Really? Oh, yeah. They thought they were crazy that they would have, you know, they got that Merrill Lynch, uh, $500 million, mm -hmm. and they were going to mm -hmm. waste it on a For the know, four the, films, the yeah. secondary uh, character. Uh, you know. And that could have been Paramount. Like, they could have been, like, Paramount could have. I mean, uh, Iron Man was like a bunch yeah. of places, and they didn't make it. So I, I thought they were crazy that they were laughing at it because I knew it was going to be big. Not that big, but I knew it was going to be big. Uh, and they, the same thing happened with Thor and Cap and now Guardians. And right. but Marvel doesn't care. They know what they have. They know they have a terrific <laughs> brand. And, and I think the brand will bring people in and they're going to deliver on it. I, I think Guardians is going to be a very fun movie. So the Right guy directing it. We've got a, we've got a phone call. Let's take it. They're going to probably want to pick your brain about exactly that subject. If you can't answer, I'll just hang up on them. I'll just hang up. Uh, mean, dude. <laughs> hey, Geekscape, you're on the line. Uh, what's up? Where are you? Are you calling from the supermarket? No, man. Hey, Christian. Oh, Mark, Jesus. How's it going? I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, uh, did, you, hey, did you hear what they just said? You didn't hear what he just said. He said, hey, Christian and Mark. Hey, buddy, that's a different show. That's uh, that's the show that comes on in about an hour and a half. Oh, oh, oh. I must be watching an old video. What is this? I think he's watching an old video. We're talking about movies, but we're talking about comic book movies. You're listening to Geekscape. <laughs> Jeremy, you gave the wrong number. Thank God it's Geekscape. Are you, are you, this guy literally is on, I think he was on drugs. He's calling us to Shmo. They think he's on drugs. Like, is that their audience? I know I'm not supposed to talk bad about other people on the on the Toad Hop Network, but is that their audience? Who listens to this show, John? That guy was on drugs. Well, I think Adrian. I think literally Ian was trying to call earlier yeah. to bust, but yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up the phone. Yeah. I saw an eight one eight number. No, I saw an eight one eight number, and I was like, I'm not picking up on Ian. Nope, not gonna do it. I uh, wanted to ask you because you know we read comics weekly. Yeah, and. Uh, now that they're doing like Thanos Rising, and now they're doing uh, like the next big Marvel so crossover, moving off summer movies just to make no, no, sure. Right. Well, well, you know, it's a free form. It's a free, it's a free form. It's free form. I, pretty much just following my interest or whatever right. drug-addled Schmoes listener calls in. Oh, I think. Wait, wait. All right, all right. Jig is up. Listen, Geekscape, you're on the air. I know who this is. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. oh, <no>. oh. <laughs> Ian Kerner, everybody, who uh, he and I will be watching Iron Man 3 later. And uh, what's up, Ian? Yeah, you guys are you're screening my calls now? 
that what's going I was on? Cre- I was screening your calls then. Obviously, you're on the air now. Uh, throw in what's with up, throw in with Adrian because you, you aren't worried about burning bridges. Uh, what? Well, Ian just heard something on uh, on um, um, I think on on the just saw something on the web that he emailed me on my way here. That he's very distraught about. You should talk to him. I am. Well, very, I am. Well, Adrian, well, I, I, there's I, I there's a rumor floating that Adrian. Krypton doesn't get. Uh, uh, well, Ian, Ian, let, let's talk. We're, we're talking about Man of Steel. I have not checked my emails since I got in the car to come here. What is this news that you just te- emailed everybody? You got to walk. Apparently, there's talk about Krypton not being destroyed in the movie. Now. It's probably a rumor. It's probably it's got to be a rumor. Yeah. I mean, you see it being destroyed in the in that big cinematic trailer they just released. This is what we care about. Johnny Johnny Ice is laughing now. He's like, "Well, that it's is a nerd." It's, it's like one of those. Like, He's like, "That's the nerdiest thing I've ever this heard." Actor and like, died. Yeah, and then the word spreads. But this is like the geek yeah, way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I built it up that way. This is like this is so, way so too Ian, geeky. Ian, it, what's funny? Is, I heard Bruce Wayne's parents never died either. So. No, 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 listen. What, what's really funny is if Krypton doesn't get destroyed, the only world that gets destroyed is Ian's. <laughs> A world will still be shattered if Krypton doesn't get destroyed. <laughs> it's Ian's world. There we go. Ian, uh, how true do you think Johnson, that? Johnson, you know, you know we true now know you that you're listening to this, so I feel bad t- saying what an idiot you are. Ian, how true do you think that rumor is? As I said, no you know, uh, by the email, I was like, you know, these days, who knows what, how stupid they might be. First, the underwear, then the Krypton. I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, well, I mean, do you really want to bet again? You know, they're making a bad decision. People, Ian's gonna take over the show in a yeah. second. Oh, oh, as opposed to when he's usually on. People behind Ian, that. and we gotta have you on though. Uh, you know I love you. People behind. Hey, that. Adrian, just so you know, Jonathan said I had a call in. Yeah, good, go for it, Ian. Uh, it, I was gonna say people who are behind Man of Steel are very smart, and uh, and we all know who they are. So uh, I think I think on, in the, in the, as far as that movie is concerned, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. That sounds like a rumor. Yeah, that sounds like a major it. rumor. Did hey, Ian? Did you? Because hear, it's such an integral part of the character. Ian, just, did you hear yeah. this rumor that Latino Re- Review posted and then revoked that uh, the Fantastic Four script involved Reed and uh, and Ben as like sixteen year old teenagers being like part of a government experiment that then started eliciting their powers before they even became the Fantastic Four, and then they had to pull that. I mean, there's there's rumors swimming everywhere, Ian. So. It's not worth getting upset. Listen, uh, Ian and, and Adrian and I, we're all on the same kind of listserv. There's only like five or six of us on this listserv. And whenever anything pops in like the geek world, we all just email it to each other and be like, what do we think? What do we think? What do we think? We obviously aren't going to talk about the inner, you know, dialogues here. But uh, Ian, Ian, I think you can relax, man. They're going to destroy Krypton. If not, I'll pay for your popcorn tonight. All right. Is that okay, Ian? You can buy my popcorn. <laughs> That's fine. Ian, I'll meet you at the theater, buddy. Uh, is there okay. anything you want to talk about? Any, any question you have for Adrian? Oh, no, no. I, I, I have a cell phone listen, number. But, you know, <laughs> you know I questions. mean, I, I, I love you guys just, you know, totally just dissing me every time you get a chance. Go ahead, please. It's really entertaining. Adrian, we don't do it on the air. Either. I mean, we, we, we do it when we're not on the air, too. Like, you gotta you got to understand it's a 24-7 thing. Ian has no interest in what I have to say. I'll see you at the theater, Ian. Where are you guys seeing the movie? At, Ian, get at, tickets. At Ian, get tickets. Look, I like that. It was a good shout out before. Jonathan, we'll see, we'll, that. We will see it at the Arc. We're seeing it at the Arc Light Sherman Oaks, yeah. 3D? 3D. Yes. We got to see it in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? We, was it normally we don't do that for you, Adrian. Premiere was in 3D, but, but, but the uh, the Pacific Theater 3D is very dark, the projection. Right. And I know a lot of filmmakers have complained about that. I hope they've done something about right. it, but uh, it's very dark and the glasses are very heavy. So. Okay. And I have an Arc Light right across you know, uh, from my house. Right. 
basically in Manhattan Beach. I know exactly where you live. You you live by Marvel. I live by Marvel. Or you live exactly by Marvel. I live by Marvel and by Marvel. Hey, you work out? You ever run the sand dunes? No, I don't. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, I do. All right, we're, we're gonna go. We're, tough, we're gonna we're gonna get dressed up like uh, tough, 80s like dude. 80s workout people and do, run the sand dunes in Manhattan Beach. Uh, Ian, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, go ahead. I'll see you in a couple Have hours. Fun tonight. Bye, bye, buddy. Thanks. He he does. He takes the steps to the other level. Like he lo- he, he cares. He like we curious. we care. We care, Adrian. You and I care. And it's great to have people in the industry who care. But Ian cares on another but level. But there's something very you know sad. No, yeah, sad. Sad. <laughs> no, I was going to say there's something very sweet and endearing about that. Right. He, that cares about the material that much. Right. You know? No, I like it. I like it. Um. So Man of Steel is going to take domestic. Iron Man's so. going to take international. I, I think so. I think so. And it's I got th- the sequel behind it. I it's got the so. sequel at us. I think it's going to be hard to reach Iron Man's global gross. I think Man of Steel is going to be a great movie. I think Star Trek is going to be a really good movie. Really good movie. I, I, I'm actually surprised that, that their marketing is a little subdued for right. my taste. Well, but, not in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, it's just not so much the, uh, the, the, the breadth of it, but the content of it. Mm-hmm. And I know they're trying to keep things under wraps. And I think sometimes maybe you tend to go too far. But uh, I, I promise you, Trek is going to be a good movie. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Pacific Rim, you know, I, I don't know how I felt about it, but the, the WonderCon trailer kind of turned me around. Yes. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm, you know, I think it's going to uh, Fast Six. Huge. I mean, Fast Six. I mean, what they've done with that franchise is they've revived it in a way where I, I, it, it's 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 unbelievable. Right. I mean, it's become this global juggernaut. Uh, you've seen it though, right? No comment. Yes, because you see everything that Universal does somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that information cannot be disclosed at this okay, time. I'm but sorry. that being said, <laughs> two thumbs up. Um, if, um, if you love Fast and the Furious movies, you know, hey, the all, movie all roads lead to this. I will tell you this: the movie I'm rooting for this summer, yeah. which some people are not giving a chance to, just from from all the news reports. Oh, yeah, Hangover three. No, that's going to be big. <laughs> yeah. Is World War Z? I think World War Z is going to deliver. World War Z. I can't uh, wait to see it. You know, I got to see it because we got Doc of the Dead. Yeah. So I, I got to see it. The trailer and, looks uh, really good. And uh, you know what? It's a zombie movie. I'm excited about it. And Pitt, so and Pitt in, in a movie like that, you know, on it's a been a while too. Yeah. It's been a while for Pitt to have be, been on a movie that scale. I'm, so I'm, I'm excited about it. He's kind of been doing the non like movie star thing yeah you know what i mean he's kind of been doing like the like the the art or the oscar movie or like the benjamin button type movie it's good to see him like in a full throttle you know trip. i saw killing them softly on dvd was it good weeks. it's terrific it really is a good movie killing them softly and then um very well made i want to see that one uh so those are your predictions what do you what do you think about this uh did i quick... leave anything out on my predictions no 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 no, no. <laughs> what do you think about this this quicksilver scarlet witch thing the, the rumor the one that, that, that Whedon was saying they may, you know, he may be no, adding. It's probably true. Who do you, who would you cast as a man who adapts things? Who would you cast as Pietro Maximoff and Wanda? That's a tough question, man. I, I think, uh, I think you would. Uh, I got my answers. You do? Yeah. I, I'll give you, I'll give you the Scarlet Witch. Okay. I'll give you Quicksilver. I would, I would cast. Well, it depends if they're going to be young. Okay. Or it's going to be them a little older. I think the rule is with the Avengers, you can cast as. Is old it going to be the George Perez Avengers? You can, Avengers cast, you can cast as old as Robert Downey, which is why I say uh, Greg Kinnear is Hank Pym. Uh, you know what? I'll defer to your wisdom about. I casting. only I only have Quicksilver. Who? Vincent Cassell. From dude, Vincent Cassell in his fifties. I don't care. 
He runs fast. He's going to age fast. He can be 20, but he's like run a lot. I don't think that's going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but who's going to go? Isn't it funny how like Marvel, what's that? Yeah, I mean, what were you going to say? Isn't it funny how Marvel, No, no, they kind of don't stick to rules. So I I see something like that. I'm like, hey, maybe it could happen. I mean, Janet may be in a teaser in Iron Man 3. I mean, Janet Pym, like there's there's that rumor that the actress was cast for Janet Pym. So I want—I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you spoil Iron Man three for me. I've avoided so many trailers in the last month for Iron Man three. So many TV spots. I'm not going to have Adrian ruin it with two hours to go before I see the movie. I do. Don't wanna, you do this? Don't I, you do this? No, no, no. I was going to say I hope Black Panther is in Avengers two. I would love to see be, Black that Panther. Would be awesome. Um, real quick, guys. Just to, before I and, and, and by the way, not, yeah, not to mention no. vibranium and and Wakanda. That whole thing they need to bring in. I don't right. know how they That probably fits more to Cap 2, but... But what about Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four, did the, is that Vibranium? No. Because it's Reed Richards? No? No? It's probably Wakanda. I don't know. You Fantastic Four? No, 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 no. Marvel has Black Panther. Marvel has Black Panther, right. Yeah. Right. But the whole thing at Fox was whoever uses Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch first gets them. They both can they, use it. They I, both can I, use I, it even after one of, one of them has used it? I, I So Because Quicksilver so. and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's kids. Yeah, I know. So, I wonder, do you think they're going to make a reference to Magneto in Avengers Two? It'd be nice, you know, like they almost put, uh, like they almost put, uh, you know, Oscorp in the Avengers movie. You heard about that, right? Yeah. Like they they got so close to putting Oscorp from Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man going back to Marvel. But oh shit, did I just say that on a podcast? Hey man, you need to chill with that stuff because I honestly <laughs> think here's what Sean Madden and I. Sean Madden's one of my writers. Here's what we've been talking about yeah. because we now we got. Wait, wait, don't you want to see a Hulk Spider-Man movie? Of course, of course. Yeah. You know, and here's what here's what, my, what Sean That's and I. That's all I'm saying. This is what this is what Sean and I always talk about because uh, we're actually pretty excited about Fantastic Four at Fox and what they're doing. He's got a great it. director. I know the director. Josh He's a Trent. really talented guy. Uh, incredibly smart, incredibly smart, like genuinely smart. You know how mm-hmm. these filmmakers come, they have one movie, and everyone turns them into God? Sure. And then you meet them or you work with them, and you realize it was oh, just that's hype. why. Yeah. Josh is not that guy. He's the real deal. And I think he's going to do something really special with Fantastic Four. I really do. That's so, going to be a good movie. With this Days of Future Past stuff and, Mar- and Malara on top of that's like Fox's the Fox Avengers. Stuff. That's Fox's Avengers. And then you can put Fantastic Four and X-Men together yeah, at least that much. Probably, yeah. You I mean, know? That's what they're going for. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought Malara on board. Right. So as many adaptations as they make from comic books. Yeah. What I was saying earlier, now you've got comic books that are based on where the movies are going. So right. you have like Marvel doing crossovers based on like Thanos and where the Avengers movies are going. At what point will the books just be adaptations of the movie? At what point do you say, hey, I'm just going to watch the movie instead of read the books? Are they killing their own source material? Well, I don't think they're killing their own source material. But I think it's becoming a little I, – I know exactly what you're saying because right. I, I buy comic books every Wednesday. Of course. And uh, I, I just think it's becoming a little corporate for right. my taste. Uh, like, for instance, I like the movie version of Hawkeye, but mm-hmm. I miss the uh, comic book version of Hawkeye. Right. I don't know why – the comic book version of Hawkeye has to look like the movie version in both the Ultimates universe and the regular Marvel universe. So, you know, I, I, I think they're becoming a little too homogen- homogenized. 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 Yeah, sorry. I got you. I, I got the George W. Bush thing. We can't I, have Josh w- Trank be the only smart guy. There's in a here. word. Right. At, so, I, I, like, I saw the poster, the, the Thanos poster that you're referring to, mm-hmm. and it, that, in a way, stopped me in my tracks. Like, aren't I just going to watch this movie next summer? That's the movie. Right. That's Avengers 2 or that's Guardians of the Galaxy. I like to read more of this, you know, a uh, little different right. take on characters in the comics. But that's where So it's if going. the big two, Marvel and DC, yeah. are what cinema is to you acting big like ideas. You're comic book expert. Yeah. So, so if the big two, Marvel and DC, are what, are what the cinema's turning into right. with just big, you know, trustworthy IPs going out, 
For the most part. Is where is the TV equivalent where brave new stuff can be introduced to the comic book pages that might keep the blood pumping, where you find new creators, where you find new ideas that could lend themselves to multimedia? I don't understand the question. Well, I mean, what, doesn't Are you that, saying taking materials from? Well, it, it could could Marvel and DC homogenize the entire? I mean, at what point does Image start acting like Marvel and DC? At what point does Dark Horse start acting like Marvel and DC? In, in it, a sense, at so. what point do, does the mar, does the money going in, going into the comic industry from a, from a consumer's pocket start to force everything into just the big two being the, the ones who are players, and they're starting to act like cinema as opposed to like TV, where new ideas come out. Look, I think we're long. Uh, hopefully, we'll never get there. I think right. we're long ways away from that. I, I think there's a lot of great independent comic book uh, uh, stories and characters out there. What are some of your favorites? Independent. Did you read FJ's book? I love FJ. Not a, I love yeah. anything FJ does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, for instance, I, I I know you know I'm kind of late to the party, but I read The Walking Dead, and, mm-hmm. and I thought it was it's, it's brilliant. Right. I mean, to me, it's like Animal Farm in terms of you know as far as the way I look at it for comics. Uh, I think, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff on top of my head in terms of independent books. Look, Hackslash is an independent book. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a brilliant comic book. I think it's a brilliant concept. I think right. Tim is the first guy that will tell you that. But that's something that can exist in that world. Uh, a lot of the stuff that Top Cow does is great. You know? Is there anything out there that you want that you have not gotten? The rights to? Yeah, the rights to. There's tons. You miss out, and then do you ever miss out? You I don't see miss out going, on anything. Oh, listen to you throwing the money down on the on the betting table. No, do. do you we, we, have you ever missed out on something? Have it turned into a movie all the time, and it's not a very good movie all the time. And you just curse your luck, and no, it's like I these don't guys. Do that. Are, okay. I, I was I was runner up on a giant uh, IP that ended mm-hmm. up becoming a massive franchise. But I, I never, I don't look at it in a bitter way at all. I right. It's just but you don't buy those toys when you go to Target. No, I burn them. I buy them. <laughs> and I burn them. You get mad. You have yeah, like an energy. I miss out on stuff all the time. Right. You know? But uh, but you know, I, I, I used to be far more active in terms of going after stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I'm very selective now because it's so hard to get them made, and you want to do something that you're into. So how? So so I know in you have like a limited financial base, even if it might be big enough to make films. You know, your backers can only be stretched so far. What is a good number for a number of things to go after in a year before you say, hey, that's all we're going to go after? Do you ever see anything after you've spent your money in, like, the first two quarters of the year? Do you ever see anything in quarter three, quarter four where you're like, damn it? Uh, that hasn't happened. Right. Uh, but I, I, you know, look, I, I think you go after materials that, you know, uh, in, uh, you're excited about and you want to you wanna – you want to see them made. Mm-hmm. I think that's my only rule. You know, I don't look at who, what anybody else is doing or what they're going after. If I like, for instance, I picked up the rights to this uh, comic book from Comic Con. Was walking around the Image booth. It's a book called Enormous, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. I thought the art was great, the concept was great. And you got the Troll Hunter director to do, and Troll Hunter is awesome. And, and 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 that was something that was completely unplanned. I was not walking the floor looking for a book to pick up. I, I literally was going to go visit Sideshow Collectibles, mm-hmm. and uh, and I ran into this. Do you uh, have one of those nerdy offices that have like so much stuff in them? Not so much, but right. there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. You know, there's a lot of Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if that's nerdy. No, it's it's totally nerdy. It's but, great. But uh, film nerdy. Yeah. Uh, so so I picked it up. Uh, we we attached uh, Andre Overdahl, who's a just very talented filmmaker, as you said, Troll Hunter, and we're about to announce a big deal for it in the next two weeks with a big big entity. It's very exciting. So it could be more than just a comic, a film, it's, and it's going to be a digital s- series. Uh huh. First, right? It's happening. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to we're going to 
take it from there. But the digital series version is going to be the launching off point for fans into this universe outside of the comic book. Well, FJ, uh, we were talking about FJ's book, which is the adaptation of the manga, uh, Cyborg Looks 9. great, doesn't it? Yeah, I read it last night, the Cyborg 9 preview that Arkea put out. Cyborg 009. 009. It was awesome. It's really good. I'd never heard of it because I'm not as oh, engrossed in the manga great. as he is. It's really good. But it was awesome. Uh, I think it's on stands this week if, you, if your bookstore still has it. It's a, it's a dollar book. It's a $1. It's previewing an Arkea book that's going to come out this summer. It's, Comic- that's going to be bigger. They're going to unveil it at Comic-Con. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but listen, um, what I told you during the break is uh, I just signed a, literally a contract today to write a digital comic based on a property. Yeah, and the Geekscapists awesome. don't know what it is you yet. Can't, you can't I can't talk them? about what it is yet. But, um, can you announce it? Uh, at breakfast this morning... I think we said that in two weeks. Geekscape will announce the comic book that I'm writing based on a well-established property. Do you know who you want to draw it? Uh, Yeah, but they haven't been alive. They haven't been popular. They haven't been popular in three decades. But they're good, right? Because I have to keep it there. Uh, are they good? They were awesome back in the day. Um, so they suck now? I mean, that is what we're working on. Adrian, there's a ton more that I want to talk to you about. Uh, but uh, real quick on the Toad Hop business. Uh, guys, Kenny, as you can tell, Johnny Ice is here, uh, being the engineer on the show. Because uh, Kenny, listen, Kenny is. Uh, how would you describe Kenny's situation? He's he's paralyzed. He's from handicapped. The, he's handicapped. He's yeah. paralyzed from the waist down. Neck down. From the neck down. Yeah. And the uh, van that his dad used to transport him back and forth to, yeah. to here the studio, the van broke down and it, it's irreparable. It's been out. It's been it's out. Been out. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do, guys, in the next coming weeks is we're going to put up a fundraiser. To get Kenny either a repaired van or his own yeah, ride. Yeah, try and get him his own ride. Like his own ride. Yep. Maybe it'll fly. That'd be badass. <laughs> H- hovercraft with guns. For the zombie if apocalypse. so, he's got to pick me up on the way to work. So we're gonna we look for that on the Geekscape site and look for it here on, on Toad Hop. We'll always yep. we'll obviously be talking about it on the show because Kenny is a big part of the family now, and uh, we're gonna be trying to raise funds to get Kenny a new ride so he can come back and join us on Geekscape. What's crazy is the not, literally the night that Kenny was on the because it was engineering in Fushna from Canada it was like Kenny's such an awesome part of Geekscape uh, now and, and Kenny's one of my favorite parts of Geekscape and his commentaries crack me up. The van breaks down and that's the last Geekscape he's been on. So <laughs> Kenny, I hope you're listening because uh, you obviously are into all the stuff we talk about here on Geekscape. Hope you're listening, buddy, and uh, know that when we put up this fundraiser, we're going to be pushing it pretty hard to get you guys back in the studio and get you mobile again, man. I'm sorry to hear about the van, so Geekscape is be looking for that. Adrian, what is next for you guys? Uh, I think Agent 47 is the one that goes into production this summer? Uh, well, I mean, y- y- more or less, yes. And Agent 47, Deus Ex, and then um, I'm doing uh, a little movie called Peter and the Wolf. You're doing Peter and the Wolf, and then you've got another fantasy thing, the Red Brick Road? Yeah. That's TV. That's TV. Really now, excited about now it. Now, what sets Red Brick Road real quick uh, from, like, the Grimm, the, the, the Once Upon a Time, and the other fantasy-based books? I know it's Wizard of Oz, but what, what, what separates it from those takes on well-known fables uh, I mean, and storytellers? Those are great shows, but uh, uh, you know, everything. I mean, tonally, it's different. It's darker. It's more violent. I would say point of comparison would be... Again, I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to tell us too much. I, I don't want to say Game of Thrones, and and have you expect another Game of Thrones, but that's the tone we're going for. So it's it's going to be a totally. But in the Oz thing. universe. Yeah, and it's not a network TV show. Okay. Yeah, and Digital Red Brick Road was uh, was actually mentioned in the original books. A lot of people no. think we just came up with that as kind of like a very flip. Uh, hey, R- Yellow Brick Road, Red Brick Road. It's actually a Red Brick Road in the original Oz books. That's awesome. That leads someplace very cool. And it's surprising and that, that in all the iterations of Oz, nobody's used it. You're going to use it. And we're doing it at Warner Horizon, which owns the rights to the uh, original 1939 movie. So 
we want to use elements from that. I'm not saying we will, right. but if we want to, it's all in the family. So I'm excited about that one. So, Adrian, where can people follow you on Twitter? Let's do it. I know you. Know you when you I know, signed you, up for t Twitter, I should have. I should have. You get yourself this. in a lot of trouble. How do you say it? Like at Adrian Escaria? Is that? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm yeah. so. Yeah. Like, That's know, it. At Adrian Escaria. At Adrian Escaria. And uh, I'm at Jonathan Leonard on Twitter. You can find everything we're talking about on Geekscape.net. Sean and Derek and Shane and the whole team are posting news and features continuously. You got reviews in there. There's reviews of movies out this weekend if you want to go check them out. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Geekscape. Befriend us. Follow us. And you can find us uh, here every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. on the Toad Hop Network. For Johnny Ice, I'm Jonathan London at Jonathan London on Twitter. And we will see you guys next week. i got to go see Iron Man with Ian Kerner, and you know he's not going to wait. Did Ian. you know Captain America is in Iron Man, Iron Man 3? Does, no, no, why did you do that? Why did you spoil it? You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.